0: The Money Show. FAQs. So it's always interesting to see when companies decide that in order to make a problem executive go away, they pay them a bunch of money. And... Most of the time, it doesn't get too much attention. But a couple of these incidents have got public attention in the last year or so, and you've been really angry about them. You really have. There's huge outrage at uh, reports of a proposed golden handshake for Matelo Cocco, who recently returned to work after um, being, uh, being challenged in his position, and then finally getting back to work this week. It happened at KPMG, and often in the public sector, we hear about these golden hand. And uh, uh, we've seen so many people over the last couple of years either put on long leave or suspended with the prospect of never coming back to work and fleecing the system. So your question today is a really interesting one, and that is, why is it that people are paid golden checks, whether it be in the public sector, whether it be. In the private sector, what is it about the golden handshake? Somebody knows about handshakes of all kinds—gold, bronze, and silver handshakes, no doubt. Lawrence Grubb, who's the managing director of the pay consultancy business, Coquella Consulting. What is—is there—is golden handshake a thing? Is it a term? Is there a definition that you guys use, Lawrence, or is it a media creation?
1: Good evening, Bruce, to you and your listeners. Um, Yeah, there there is a thing called golden handshakes, and we do use it, or balloon payments. Um, But we mustn't confuse those with golden handcuffs or golden parachutes. (laughs) There's a lot of gold in the corporate world, but the golden handcuff is to lock somebody in. The golden parachute is to give them a nice gentle landing should there be a change of control in the company. And the golden handshake is to try and get rid of somebody in in a sort of an expedient fashion.
0: Now, surely at executive level, if somebody is a bit of a nana or somebody is a crook or somebody is incompetent, you simply fire them. Why the need to pay our bucket loads of cash?
1: Absolutely. Bruce, I think there's, there's two reasons for disciplining or for getting rid of a, an executive. The first one um, might be around something where they've committed an act that is, uh, you know, against the the rules of the company and dismissible. Now, if that's a fairly easy thing to prove, and you don't have to prove it in a court of law, remember this isn't a disciplinary hearing, then you know, it's relatively easy to get rid of the executive. The other one is around a performance issue, and that's really where it becomes much harder in the sense that you know, uh, obviously they're entitled to defense, and these kind of things can drag on for a long, long time if you're trying to get rid of a CEO or an executive. And what happens then is that the, you know, the impact on the company, the impact on the shareholders, the impact of loss of focus from the executives, etc. And so often the board, you know, finds it more easy just to agree on a number and to, you know, say goodbye to their CEO that way.
0: OK, so it's done with, it's a pragmatic solution to a potential headache. Is it the right solution?
1: no no it's not um, in terms of king Four um and the guidelines to remuneration that was drafted by the iodsa and sara south african reward association um no it's you know we it's totally against uh the the, the principles there and where a balloon payment is made or a golden handshake is given it does need to be disclosed fully and the reasons for such also need to be uh, fully disclosed in a very transparent fashion. Um, but generally it's to be discouraged um, completely because it's not in line with a performance issue. Pay for executives and for anyone for that matter should be aligned to performance. And if you're getting rid of somebody for poor performance, it goes against the grain completely to be uh, paying them a, a, an amount to get rid of them. Uh,
0: and payment is all about incentives, and you understand incentives better than most. The way you structure an incentive will determine a behavior. And I'm, I'm sure it happens very seldom in the in the, the executive space, but occasionally people can just get fed up with work. They don't like their colleagues anymore, and they could almost work themselves out of a job on the basis that they're going to get a fat payoff, and that'll give them some gardening leave, and they'll have time to sort of, rebuild their lives. It, it doesn't strike me as being a way of making people massively productive is if the possibility of a golden handshake is, is dangling anywhere near.
1: Correct. Um, and I think you know, some companies show a tendency to be you know, from the board to, to be sort of comfortable with offering golden handshakes uh, far more than others. And where com- you know, executives know they're likely to be able to negotiate a separation package, they're far more likely to do that um, the other thing we mustn't forget is that often these executives have share schemes uh, and are participants in them. And those shares, you know, the, depending upon the method in which they leave the organization as a good lever or a bad lever, those also may vest. And that's something that also comes into the negotiation is, you know, are, am I going to be a good lever or a bad lever? Will I be able to cash in my shares all in time?
0: I mean, here was a, a tweet from the guys at Outer today saying, dear Eskom, we're watching. You better rethink this. Remember how corrupt Molefe's golden handshake blew up in your faces. That was that, that miraculous 30 million rand pension after a very short period of service. It's taxpayers' money, not yours. And then they go on to insult uh, Marcello um uh, role in the destruction of Eskom's finances. Um it, it It is, it, it sort of sits in your throat, I would think, um, that people can be given a, a soft exit.
1: Yeah, I would, you know, I'm not an expert in terms of the Public Finances and Management Act, the PFMA, but from what I understand, this kind of thing would have to be approved by Treasury um, and possibly the minister or something like that. And and one can't um, understand, you know, if it, that it would be. Uh, There are protections in law and in the uh, regulations of government to to kind of prevent this sort of thing. So I'm not quite sure how Eskim plans to to get around that if they do agree a a separation package with uh, COCO. I'm not sure how they would do that.
0: Lawrence Grubb, I thank you very much for your time this evening. Lawrence Grubb is the Managing Director of Coquero Consulting. He is a, a an expert in the world of pay and remuneration and incentives and agrees with you and many of you, including Outer, that the idea, the notion of paying a golden handshake creates all kinds of problems. Yeah, it's quick, it's expedient. You get rid of the person, they don't fight back. Your brand survives to fight another day. And the bad decision that a board made in the appointment of the person they're now trying to get rid of, is one that can simply be swept under the carpet. Surely if a board feels the need to pay a golden handshake to a person that it appointed, the board's very existence should be challenged.